you are listening to You Are a Lawyer. I'm Kyla Denanyo, a 2015 law school graduate. This episode is brought to you by me. <laughs> Seriously, I'm selling merchandise at shopyouarelawyer.com. That's where you can find water bottles, long and short sleeve t-shirts, and everything you need to support the You Are a Lawyer podcast. So support your favorite lawyer's favorite podcaster and visit shopyouarelawyer.com to grab some merchandise. In episode 58, I'm speaking with a travel blogger and lawyer. This guest discovered a creative career and teaches others how to monetize their passions. Based in Taipei, Taiwan, today's guest is Francesca Chang. So welcome to the podcast, Francesca. Thank you for having me, Kyla. Oh, of course, of course. And you are coming to us from sunny Taiwan. Yeah, it's actually rainy today, but (laughs) it is getting hot. You know, we are a subtropical island, Mm -hmm. so usually it is sunny, but um, also we have like some weird typhoon rains going on. I don't know. Okay. And I've never done this before, but it is 930 Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. What time of day is it in Taiwan? Yeah, so we're exactly just 12 hours apart. So it's my morning, your evening. So I'm speaking to the future. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for making the time. Yeah, no, that's very cool. So Francesca, you have an excellent story. And I know you have a Medium article that you've written. You're a travel blogger. But I want you to tell us a little bit about the six careers that you've had. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, you know, I went to law school, passed the bar, started practicing, and it just wasn't my cup of tea. (laughs) Or I just felt like there were so many other careers and experiences that I wanted to try. And it wasn't a big deal to me that, you know, I wanted to try these things. It was very hard for lawyers who heard that I was quitting law or leaving the law. Yeah. But I did it anyway. And yeah, I ended up pivoting into, like you said, six different careers. I started with marketing and legal services. So it was a very related field. And then from there, went into legal tech. And then after that, actually in between that, I did something not legal related at all. I was a recruiter in the San Francisco Bay Area doing tech recruiting. I ended up moving back to Taiwan, which is where my husband is from, um, where I have roots. And then I started freelance writing for travel magazines. I got a full-time job doing social media and marketing for a Hong Kong healthcare company. Yeah, just did all these different things. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if the six careers were after law school, but that makes it even more compelling because. (laughs) Right. right. I'm in my mid Uh thirties. Okay. Uh Yeah. So how did your friends and family, you know, what did they feel about all the changes you were making and, and all the different jobs that you had? Yeah. Um, there was definitely an element of surprise to it when I told them that I wanted to try something else. And that's very normal, I think, coming from family, especially because they're trying to protect you, right? They yeah. immediately ask, are you sure that's what you want to do? You know, especially since they seen like me go through hell and back during law school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, are you sure you want to, you know, give it up or do something else? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, you know, they say you can do so many things with a law degree. Why can't I do so many different things? And so, I mean, there was an element of surprise, but to be honest, you know, my family was was very, very supportive. They all have multiple passions, multiple careers. My dad is a car salesman who moonlights as a, uh, you know, an orchestra conductor at night. What? You know, 
Yeah, yeah. He majored in music, so he still pursues his passion for music. He plays the viola, the violin. Like I said, he conducts symphonies. So I guess maybe seeing that maybe influenced, you know, my my kind of open mindedness to just try other things. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because us looking up at older cousins, sisters, aunts, even our parents, a lot of times they didn't talk about doing different things, right? They had one job and they worked that job for 15 or 20 years, maybe longer. And I feel like they were just making things up as they went along as well. They just weren't talking about it, right? For sure, for sure. And we're like, I'm interested in this and I'm interested in selling cars and I'm interested in symphonies. And, you know, 15 years ago, it's like, no, choose one and stick to it. And now we can do everything. Yeah. And I think maybe generation is the right word, Kyla, right? Because with this generation, right, with tech and just the access of resources and information, there is so much more we can do. You know, like my parents, for sure, they definitely, they couldn't do that much more. And, you know, uh, back then it was like, you know, you work until you retire and then you have, you know, your retirement, all the security. So why, why would you take risks? And that was just kind of, I guess, the American way too, right? Like my father was an immigrant. So that's, he just kind of did what everybody else did, you know, while having his passions too, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, very unique. Yeah. So with the different jobs that you had, you know, the marketing and technology, did you go to school for marketing or anything like that in undergrad? No, um, (laughs) I had a bit of sales background, you know, before going to law school, just summer jobs. And then of course my, my father being a salesperson, I was always kind of hustling. So (laughs) during law school, I became, you know, a a bar sales rep. Uh, I didn't want to pay for Kaplan. (laughs) So I became a rep, but I started selling it on campus and earning commission. So that was just kind of my little sales and marketing background um, beforehand. Okay. So you were a Kaplan rep and I was a Barbary rep. So Ah, rival tables. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you said before, you know, in your questionnaire for the show, and and you say it often on social media, that you had to remarket yourself after Mm -hmm. law school for these different jobs. Sure, sure. Start to think of pivoting in your career as marketing and, you know, changing the way that people would look at you and and perceive you. Right. Well, I had to because the challenging thing for lawyers when they when they pivot into other jobs is, you know, a lot of employers, they just see you on paper as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so the first question that comes up is, you know, why do you want to leave? And so I had to become very creative and mindful and purposeful about answering that question. And that's actually something that I teach my clients today. I coach lawyers who also want to change careers. And so that was using my creativity and also kind of just going deep and figuring out, okay, what do I like to do? You know, like, where are my passions at? Why am I interested in these kind of jobs and different opportunities? And, you know, when it's authentic, you will find the right employer who understands or who, who doesn't care that, you know, you went to law school. Um, If you're the right fit and they like you, there's, you know, I I always tell my clients this too, like your career possibilities are limitless, really. Mm -hmm. And did you feel like having a law degree made you limitless? No. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it wasn't. I feel like the law degree, like I said, confused employers a lot Mm -hmm. in a way, like I had to just remarket my experience and say, of course, like how my law degree applies or how my legal experience applies. But pivoting into my first job, like out of law into legal services, they were just looking for someone who could talk to lawyers, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. you're right in that sense. It was helpful, but it wasn't because of what I did with my law degree. It wasn't because I practiced, you know, because how well I could practice law. It was just my ability to talk to people, connect with people. 
Yeah, which I'm sure you get from having your sales background and also just being interested in the people that you're talking to. So. Yes, yes. Okay. And <laughs> I just realized I never asked the standard you are lawyer question. Mm. Francesca, would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you are doing currently? Sure. My name is Francesca Chang. I went to law school, oh my gosh, eight years ago now. (laughs) And now I am, so long story short, like we've been talking about how I pivoted and moved. I now live in Taipei, Taiwan, where I am a paid travel blogger. And I also am a life and career coach for lawyers and basically anybody else who wants to change careers. Okay. What type of law Mm -hmm. did you practice? So my first job, um, I found myself at a solo practitioner's office um, doing civil litigation. Okay. And I was, you know, one of the, I was the only other licensed attorney in the office. So I learned at a very expedited pace. I was going to settlement conferences, you know, all by myself against you know, three like middle-aged attorneys. Yeah. I was thrown into the courtroom, just very little prep, not knowing what to do just because, (laughs) you know, the solo practitioner, he couldn't be there. He had something else to do. Yeah. So yeah, I learned in a very, very expedited case and it's still just, it wasn't my thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, And you're licensed in the state of California? Yes. Okay. Have you let your license lapse or have you thought about doing that or you enjoy having it active? Uh, I actually only went inactive recently. Okay. Um, for a while I had my employers sponsoring it. So I just kept it active and then I went inactive. And I mean, in California, it's crazy. I have to still pay to be inactive. <laughs> no way. So. Yes. I have to pay every year. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a reduced fee, but I'm like, I'm still paying. Wow. <laughs> right. That's so, yeah. that's, that's very California. Okay. And did it feel any special way when, when it went inactive? Were you like, oh, I'm free, you know, wow. A little bit. Yeah. I, was, I don't have to go to CLEs anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was also nice because that moment kind of gave me permission. I was like, okay, I'm going to change the email I have on file. I'm just going to tell people I'm a coach now changing my email, my career title here. So that was nice. Yeah. So I asked that question because I recently read a blog by a guy named Ryan Holiday and they were asking him, how did it feel when you became a New York Times bestseller? And he was like, you know, I found out when I was cutting the grass, it didn't feel like anything. <laughs> and I was mm. like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. it's not like, you know, maybe when you sell your first book, that's amazing. But like you sell 10,000, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, great. <laughs> and I asked that because you are a writer. You wrote before law school. Of course you wrote in law school, but you're, you're still a travel blogger now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How, I mean, do you love waking up and traveling and writing and blogging about everything you're doing? I do. I, I love it. You know, for me, it's been such a personal journey. Uh, one, because Taiwan is my father's motherland okay. and his history is, is very, very interesting. He left his country when he was nine with his entire family because of Taiwan's political situation at the time. Yeah. And they never came back until I decided to study Mandarin in college. That was the first time that they came back ever. So for me, it's like my blogging, I'm also, you know, uncovering my roots, discovering Mm -hmm. my roots at the same time and learning things that and seeing things that, of course, you know, like my father and his family, they never saw or learned about. Yeah. 
Um, it's a very personal experience for me. And yeah, I do like writing about it. I love sharing it with the world. You know, I have a YouTube channel as well, which kind of complements the blog. So yeah, I like it. Okay. Uh, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Also Attorney on a Journey. The audience is bilingual. So um, it's both English and Mandarin. I love that. I have to go follow you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. Nice. In your questionnaire, you said that you went to law school to help those who didn't have a voice and to help your family. And I'm like over here in tears, like, oh, that, and that's what you're doing as a vlogger. Even though you went no. to law school for it, you still ended up doing it in life. That's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. I, I never made that connection until just now. So thank mm-hmm. you for saying that. Yeah. I mean, you wrote it. <laughs> I <laughs> right, but it I was like, oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that the blogging was helping my family um, in that way. So thank you. Yeah. And why did you expand your services to non-lawyers as well? I actually started with non-lawyers, to be oh, honest. Okay. Um, I did. It, it, it was just, it wasn't something I planned, but you know, like for example, one of my first clients, he was a videographer who wanted to work for NASA. Yeah, we made that happen. You know, he started as a NASA software engineer. I think people who come to me, they see my journey, right? They just see how I've been able to do so many, I guess, quote unquote, you know, non-traditional careers, or I'm on a non-conventional path. And people who are attracted to me, you know, I think there's something in them that also believes like, hey, I can do anything, or I can do something different. I can do something that I didn't go to school for, or that I didn't, I don't necessarily have, you know, the exact training for, for example, my, the, my client who, you know, started interning at NASA, he didn't have a traditional STEM education yeah. at all. He did not. That was something, you know, he started going to community college, learned how to code. Like it was very amazing what he did. I, I did, I did very little, but I, I, you know, <laughs> I just pushed him to, te- yeah. to, you know, give him the confidence. Like you can, you can apply, you can do this like all of us have different hobbies and interests. So um, I don't just see people as lawyers or, you know, videographers, whatever their title is. um, We are so much more than that, right? We are, we are um, interesting, multidimensional, what I consider multi-passionate people. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Part of the naming of the podcast for me was just reaffirming. I feel like there were things that I learned in law school that I couldn't have learned anywhere else. So for True. that, it, it is reaffirming to be like, you are a lawyer. Um, ah, I see. I love that. For me, it was a big deal, especially because I took the bar exam in two states and I didn't pass the exam. And mm. on top of just how did this not happen? And I had to pivot that into you didn't perform on those three days and leave it at mm-hmm. that, right? No, um, thank you for sharing that because I recently had a client who she was law school valedictorian and she did not pass the bar on multiple occasions. But it, that doesn't change your value or your worth. It's one test. <laughs> it so is, what? but it takes a lot of time for you to realize it's one test, right? Mm. I mean, you have that scarlet L on your chest for lawyer and for loser. Because oh. A lot of times you go to law school to practice. I don't sure. see, there are a lot of people that go to advocate. But I mean, in this current climate, people are learning that they can advocate and they can be activists without going to law school. I definitely went to school to practice. And so- it was hard. It was hard, but I'm seven years out of school now. I'm like, okay, I'm, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But, can we talk about that for just a moment? Just that course. this, ex- yeah. this expectation, it is such an, an American, I feel expectation that when you go to law school, you have to practice. Yeah. I was speaking to Canadian lawyer and 
she told me like, oh, a third of people who go to law school in Canada, they don't actually intend to practice. And I was like, that is so interesting to me, right? Like, I feel like in our legal education system here, I think there needs to be more permission, especially if they tell us like, there's so many things you can do with a law degree. Okay, then why do we just have to practice? That's a, that's a really good point. And we do need that permission to go into law school with our minds open, learn, and then see what we want to do with it. So, yeah. I love that. Exactly. I'll, I'll quote you on that. <laughs> yeah. And that's honestly, that's why a lot of people come to me because we're just not taught what else mm-hmm. we can do. Right. After we graduate. Yeah. So Francesca in wrapping up, is there anything you would like to say to a law student who doesn't know what they want to do after law school or a young attorney, you know, five years or less after graduation who's struggling or just who wants to know there any light at the end of the tunnel? Yes, I think both you and I, Kyla, like we both are examples of, you know, lights at the end of the tunnel, no matter what happens during your legal journey, right? Like if you don't, if you practice law, if you don't practice law, um, you're going to be happy. There's so many things you can do. And I love what you said earlier about, you know, having the law degree and just being able to say I'm a lawyer, right? That's an accomplishment in itself and you'll always be a lawyer. And so, yeah, don't limit yourself. Um, you know, don't panic too much about what comes next. I think you could probably agree with this, that everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah, it does. And take a leap, right? I was terrified to start a podcast. Oh my goodness, who's going to listen to me? There's a hundred thousand podcasts about lawyers, but I think being a lawyer is very cool. And I like to promote what people are doing with their degree. (laughs) You know, you are a lawyer and you found that you would prefer to travel and blog, right? It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, yes, yes, so totally. And you're so great at, at hosting podcasts. I can't <laughs> believe that you were scared, but anything new is scary, and that's normal. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Francesca. Thank you, Kyla, for having me. All right, I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating, tell a friend about this podcast, and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.